ladies and gentlemen, to the Whatnots Review Show, our book club style podcast here at the Whatnots. Uh, we cover all sorts of different mediums and genres, and today we are continuing our coverage on Mr. Robot. Uh, we are going to be covering season two of Mr. Robot, uh, so I'm excited about that. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing good, Kyle. How are you today? Not so great. <laughs> I am officially <laughs> old, and I threw out my Tell back the people. this morning. Uh... <laughs> taking care of my roommate's dog for the day and she was being a princess because she is hurt and can barely go up and down the stairs so i thought i'll be a good responsible roommate of a pet owner mm -hmm. and carry her up the stairs i bent down to pick her up and my back did, did not come with me oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bent down and went back up, and my back stayed all the way down there. It, it hurt a lot. Oh, no. So I am in a lot of pain right Oof. now. Uh, but I am officially But you're still here. Old. I'm still here. Uh, we did p p p postpone <laughs> things a bit, but I am upset that I don't get some kind of, like, membership card for being old or, like, a discount to at Walmart. To the AARP? I mean, I, mean, I could do that sam suggested applying for disability so <laughs> and hello jack we see you in the chat hey right there uh, we got friends in the chat today radical so let's see season two of mr robot um we covered season one about a month ago uh yeah so if you guys want to go check that one out uh, actually, let me see what episode it is. I just had all the episodes pulled up. Mr. Robot Season 1 was Ugh. episode 104. Okay. So if you guys want to get caught up uh, with that, you guys should go check out that one first. Melissa? Yes? What did you think of Season 2? <laughs> oh, boy. This was a good one. This was just as wild of a ride as the first season, but in lots of different ways yeah yeah i um i i don't know if i'm as high on this season as i was first season i mm -hmm. to be honest i felt a little disappointed um <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll get into our general thoughts and stuff first yeah. and then, then we'll do our our spoiler territory uh like we typically do on this show but uh yeah, g g g g g g generally speaking, sounds like you like this one as well. I did too, just not as yeah. as much. It was just like, ah, I felt a little let down, but it was still really <laughs> good. I think it is aesthetically above and beyond season one. It really ramped up sure. just like the look and the sound of everything. Sure. There's great additions to the cast. I think a lot of the storylines in general are stronger, but it doesn't... You're right. It doesn't quite have the same punch that season one has to it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it like I, I that's the thing. Like this show is so right up my alley that mm -hmm. I loved it, but it was still like I think season one set the bar so impossibly high that I was yeah. I was just like this is. Not exactly what I was expecting. I like the direction they're going in, 
Mm-hmm. It just didn't have the same punch for me. Yeah. Um, I think it's setting up a lot of stuff that's going yes. to pay off later. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what, what, what I felt with that one um but yeah it's still if 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 you guys liked season one it still has a lot of that same charm still has a mm-hmm. lot of that same okay this is an unreliable narrator we know that oh yeah so now we we, we like what else is not as it seems um and it 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 starts off basically immediately where we left off in season one um, and it, it it starts off with a bit of a mystery. What happened to Tyrell Wellick? And you kind of learn some things as the season goes on, and the wool is pulled over your eyes and then uncovered at the end. And it's just, what? What is going on? Oh, my God. There's more layers of wool than you ever expected. I thought the wool was already off of my eyes. What is this? No, there's more wool. This show is like an onion. So many layers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it it was good. It was a lot, a lot of fun. I liked it. So. Mm-hmm. I, I happened to look at the like Rotten Tomatoes scores for all of the oh. seasons. Uh, where was it? On the Wikipedia page down in their reception uh, section. Season 1 had a Rotten Tomatoes score of 98%. Percent. Season two dropped down to ninety, uh, and then huh. season three bumped up to ninety-two, and season four went back up to ninety-seven. Cool. So, I'm excited. Yeah. Excited here. Uh, do you have any more kind of general thoughts, or should we do a basic synopsis of what this season is? Yeah, I guess the synopsis would be when we left off in season one, they um, deleted all of the E-Corp banking records. They deleted all records of consumer debt, which was their goal. And so the whole world is in chaos Mm -hmm. and Elliot has blacked out from this and he wakes up like three days later. He doesn't know what he did. He's trying (laughs) to put everything together. And the last thing he knew, he was with Tyrell Wellick. And now nobody knows where Tyrell is. But Mr. Robot knows and he's trying to get Mr. Robot to tell him. Yeah. So when season two starts, he's kind of um, sequestered himself away He's like, I need to check out from all of this. He's like staying with his mom. He's like, I just get up. I ta- I go to the diner with my friend. I watch a pickup basketball game. I do the dishes. I write in a journal. I go to bed. Like He's like, I'm shutting myself off from everything. I need to reset. And he's trying to beat Mr. Robot, trying to win control over his yeah. own psyche. Yeah. So he's up to that. And then Darlene's heading up. All the F Society activities continuing this fight against E Corp. And then Angela is still trying to find her place in the company. Yeah, she's, she's trying to work on things from the inside and, and just. Yeah. She, she has her own agenda. She hasn't really mm-hmm. fully mixed herself up with F Society or all of that stuff, but she's starting yeah. to uncover it and fall deeper down the rabbit hole. Uh, Jack says that she felt the same, uh, but that seasons three and four are a return to form. So, Ooh, nice. I am very excited to see what happens down, down the road. Uh, 
let's get into housekeeping real fast and then yeah. we'll go into our spoiler section and start breaking down season two uh, if you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, if you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us. Uh, we just put up a Patreon-exclusive episode of The Reactor Core, which is one of our other mm -hmm. podcasts. Uh, in which you and I, Melissa, are reacting to movie trailers from the 90s. Yeah. And that was a lot We're of We're doing fun. two more episodes of that. Yes. Uh, for 2000s and 2010s trailers. Just studying how trailers have changed throughout our lifetime and looking at trailers that, regardless of the quality of the movie, are really good on their own as the art form that a trailer is. Yep. Indeed. Uh, so be on the lookout for those in the coming months as well. Now that I have my new computer, we should also get back to the the last uh, Captain's Log <laughs> exclusive yeah. that we had planned, uh, which was a Jackbox party pack night. So be on the lookout mm. for that as well. We will start planning that and get that squared away too. Uh, we also would like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters mm -hmm. at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out Thanks. and keeping the mics on the last thing i do want to mention i'll give a special shout out to J J jack here in the yes. chat we do live stream uh these episodes of the review show to our to all of our patrons uh at, mm -hmm. at any tier uh so if you guys want to come check out the live streams and be in the chat just like jack you guys can join us for that uh, we post the, the link in our Discord channel, which you guys can jo jo join at thewhatnots.com slash Discord. There you go. Or if you're a it's Patreon supporter, it should send you a link. Be like, you have special Discord privileges now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there is all of that. House has been kept. So yep. Let's move on to Spoilers. Works, dude. I'm so excited about my new computer. <laughs> Everything nice. is working. I feel like I, 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 sh I should become a hacker now. Like I, I have a computer <laughs> that that works. Um, you have a, a black hoodie. Yeah. I'm a. a big it's mostly fan what of you need, I think. For Vendetta, I love Mr. <laughs> Robot. Right. There's now, how big and terrified can you make your eyes? Because I think that's also a requirement. There you go. <laughs> that that was me staring wide-eyed into into my camera. <laughs> I don't know what is <laughs> what is happening. <laughs> that's it. That's the show. <laughs> And that's Mr. Robot. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you guys <laughs> next time. Uh <laughs> you could do a master cut of just Rami Malek looking bewildered and terrified, and it would be the length of a full episode. I, I, I want to see a, a like a YouTube video of someone uh, cutting back and forth from Rami in this show and just a deer in headlights. And it just goes back and forth <laughs> like they're staring at one That's another. <laughs> it'll be so uh, great so great 
Okay, let's see. We are officially in spoiler territory. Yeah. Um, Where do you want to start? So, yeah, I, I kind of do want to start with the fact that I was a little disappointed with this. Mm. Um, that Again, just to be clear, I still really loved this show. I thought this was phenomenal. Mm. Um, but I, I really felt like nothing happened in this season. Or not much. It was it was a lot of them preparing, and yeah, uh, and yeah. Just like let's figure out what happened in those three days that I was knocked out and don't remember stuff. Um, we we end up finding out that basically everything we saw this season didn't really happen, and so it's it's also <laughs> one of those things where like you're led to believe one thing. And then it wasn't that one thing, but it's it's not just like oh you're my sister and I forgot. It's like no yeah. ev everything that happened did not happen as you thought it 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 did. Yeah, it happened just with a different right. veneer over it. So I said that Elliot has been staying with his mom. He sort of you know, sectioned himself off there from everything, and you see him go through this life where like he's got a buddy he hangs out with he's like yeah you know breakfast lunch dinner i eat with him at the diner we watch the guys play basketball there's like a a guy who asks him hey you're good with computers aren't you can you i have a website can you just help me like do this technical stuff on my website and then it turns out it's this whole like do you need a bomb or drugs or a lady we stole or a child just, like a ter yeah it's terrible stuff <laughs> and then elliot is to like turn on him you see all of this happening and you think it's just happening uh in jersey no uh <laughs> elliot has been lying to you he has been in jail this entire time you see that i think season one ends with a knock on his door and the way it's edited i think you think it's tyrell and it isn't it turns out that uh the his therapist's ex-boyfriend the guy he stole the dog yeah. from like called him into the cops like a crime you forgot even happened it's so low on the list of things that have happened in this show yeah. like that guy called the cops elliot gets arrested and so he's been living all the stuff out in prison that's like a prison buddy that's why he eats his meals with him three times a day they're in a cafeteria they're watching basketball in the yard turns out that the this website owner he's been interacting with like is the prison warden everything happened he has just reskinned the entire yeah. thing and he's been lying to you the audience saying like i i wasn't ready to tell you it yet i wanted to make this easier on you which is interesting but it doesn't have exactly the same punch as so he knows all of this and he's lying to us. It doesn't have exactly the same punch as the season one stuff where he's like, oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. I forgot I mean, uh, about my sister and dad. He's kind of lying to himself a little bit, but he yeah. knows it. Yeah, at, yeah. At least. Um, Jack mentions that if Mr. if Mr. Robot was set in the suburbs, I could see Elliot spending four hours alone at a Chili's. <laughs> Which is 100% me. That is what I do on my free time. Some it hasn't happened in a long time, mind mind you. But that is 100% me. <laughs> so, 
Um, yeah, and uh, something else that was weird to me that that kind of stood out to me. I think in episode mm-hmm. one of season two here, I, I, I don't remember if mm-hmm. it's halfway in or at the end of the show, but we get this big title card that says intermission. Yes. And then we don't get, I, I don't remember getting in and intermission. Uh, oh, thing. heck, yeah. So that's like, that's something that I like, like stood in my mind a bit too of like, okay, we're about to do an intermission or mm. maybe that first part was the intermission, stuff like that. But it was this weird thing of like, that means this whole season is an intermission, and that's kind of what it oh, felt no. like. Of just like nothing happened. They didn't really do any anything. He's just trying to figure out what happened in those three days. Nothing Here's is really the deal with moving. this. Here's the deal with this season. Nothing moves terribly much for Elliot, but a lot happens to the rest of the cast. That's true. Like Darlene and Angela are getting up to a ton of stuff. Yeah. Which, which is something that I think you and I both wanted uh, for after mm-hmm. watching season one. We were like, hey, we really like Angela and what she's up to. Let's learn more about yeah. her. Uh, Tyrell's wife slash ex- yes. ex-wife now, kind of. Uh, we we yeah. like her. She's up to something. Who is she? What is happening with her? And that's what we got in season two, right? Like, we, we got a lot more of her. We got a lot more of... Darlene doing stuff and I liked that but I I think I also like Elliot so much more he's just so mm-hmm. like oddly charming in a way he's so <laughs> bewildered it's just like yeah. dude, I I I like you just because of how bewildered you are. Right. It's like Elliot's not a guy I want to hang out with, but he's a guy I fiercely want to protect. Hi, Sam. Sam is now in the chat, too. Hi. Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, like, he, 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 she's just an odd character that, I, that I, 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 I want to just be like, I just want to follow you around and see what you do. Right. Um, just put put our chins in our hands and just watch them work. Yeah, and 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 so I I think we got a lot less of of him this season, and I think that was also yeah. something that I was like, well, I did ask for more of these other characters, <laughs> and it came true, but now I don't know <laughs> if I really wanted that. Like I did, but maybe not to the degree that we did. If that makes sense. Hmm. I don't know. I I just felt strange about the whole thing. I can understand how that would be frustrating and a little disappointing. Sure. I dug this season. I really loved the character stuff we got. I think it was a little bit more character driven than plot driven. And I love the new people it introduced. I love Dom. She's my new favorite. I am so happy she survived the entire season. Yep. She is good. Uh, I, I, I like the prison warden too, uh, cause I yeah. only know him from the office. Right. And so what a like, wild choice to have Craig Robinson be the villain of this season. Yeah. Like all I can think of is BTB, bring that booty, right? And just from, <laughs> from the office. <laughs> and, and, and then here he is and he, he has this demeanor that is, so calm so cool so suave yeah. and 
it is this thing where it's like I, I like him he's he's actually he seems like a nice guy and then you realize mm-hmm. what he's up to and you're just like oh shit this thing is like enti- it's not an act but he is so confident that he that he can get away with all of this stuff that he knows what he's doing that it's it's scary it's like holy shit this guy this guy's something else so yeah that 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 was great he was fantastic i liked him mm-hmm yeah, interesting cast this season. I like getting to see more of White Rose and how she seems like she's going to be an antagonist in season one. And you in season two and you find out that so many different people have been working with her and and, and are going to work with her. They're kind of playing It seems like she might be... Is the thing. Yeah, yeah. She might be more of a good guy than it originally seems like when you first meet her, which is neat. Yeah. I... I well, I, I don't know... Do do you remember what pronouns they used for her, or if they did for them? Because I, it's they they are a character that switches back and forth between female presenting and male presenting, and I yes, do, I don't I, remember if they use certain p- pronouns with them. But the one time Elliot meets her, it is in the White Rose persona, right. and he refers to her as she, and it seems like from the scene, uh. Where she's showing Dom like her closet, that it seems like that's like that's the identity she prefers and like really lives in. And the businessman portion of it, I don't even remember that name. They said yeah. it a couple times. I didn't write it down. Right, like a... that's just like, yeah, this is like a forward. You know, this is just a business facing identity. I I need to use to like keep getting ahead in the world. But in my private life. This is who I am, and this is you know what I really identify as. Aslit. Hmm. Uh oh, main. Ah, I was not recurring. Edie Wong as mm-hmm. right as White Rose, a trans woman, cyber terrorist, and head of the Dark <laughs> Army. Uh, White Rose also operates as Ji Zhang. Okay. China's Minister of State Security. Real high ranking. Yeah. Yeah, that was also a neat thing to play with because if you stay for the after the post credit scene for season one, Mm -hmm. like a movie, every season ends with a post credit scene, which is a nightmare to try and get to watching these on Amazon Prime because the second the credits start, it's trying to get you into the next episode. I spent like... 10 minutes just trying to like go back to the episode and like fast forward and get like midway through the credits so i've skipped past the point where the prime tries to kick me to the next episode it's real troublesome it makes me just want to buy the whole thing on disc so when i go to the next episode is my own choice yeah but yeah you see um what's that name again again didn't write it down zhang z-h-i space uh z-h-a-n-g so you see Zhang in the post credit scene for season one and you find out, oh, oh, that's White Rose. This is this other identity it, who's this like businessman who's talking to like Philip Price and you don't know like exactly who they are. 
what who what their position is, how they know Philip Price. So to find mm-hmm. out, it's like, oh, you're a high-ranking government official. You're a real string puller. Yeah. Like, that's such an advanced thing to be. I like that uh, in every aspect of life, White Rose is such an absolute power player. Yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating because I, I love Biddy Wong. He's a mm-hmm. terrific a- 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 actor. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, like I, I, I still don't know what his character is up to. Like I, because you, you start to think one thing, and then they turn around and start talking to someone else, and it's like, huh, it sounds like you're helping them now. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, what is exactly happening? But we do know that uh, China is is a is mm. led by a dictator. You know, so they. They definitely have very, very strict uh, censorship and stuff like that. And they have control of their version of the internet and all of that stuff. They have real, really tight con- control on that stuff. In fact, literally right before uh, recording this, I was watching a YouTube video from Inside Gaming about... Uh, YouTube censoring some uh, some comments uh, that have to deal with uh, Chinese protests in Hong Kong, mm. all of the furry Hong Kong Hong Kong stuff, uh, um, and yeah, it was like it was just like to see that and then to come here and talk about this stuff of like here is this like high ranking official who is also this hacker and is this like a high he like is the head of dark army it's like holy shit this is some crazy stuff (laughs) so much is going on with this one person uh white roses need almost as a mirror to elliot Mm -hmm. where you do have you are operating under two names two identities kind of and like all of them are doing so much Mm -hmm. yeah you're operating on so many different levels, no matter where you turn. One of my favorite sequences this season is in like the second to last episode where Angela gets kidnapped and she's in the back of that van and they take her to the suburban house. Yeah. And then she's put in, in this weird room. Let's let's that let's actually back up for, for a bit. That's a scene that I do want to talk about. But let's talk okay. about Ange- Angela's like story arc here and mm-hmm. how you get to that spot. Um, so we know that Ange- Angela is now trying to make moves from the inside. Um, she is working for e- Evil Cor- Corp. She's trying to work her way up. She is gaining more and more c- confidence as she just sees how e- 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 evil these people are and how they, they mm. act. And it's just like they really don't give a shit about other people and they just take what they want. And so she starts to think, well, maybe if I do that, then I can get this, the the same things done. And since she's kind of new, they don't work exactly the way she wants, but she's getting there, right? Um, she's starting to ruffle some feathers and and stuff mm. like that. And it turns out that um, to so so she's she's tr- trying to to get this like certain stipulation dropped on some yeah. lawsuit that has been happening. Uh, which is the same, same one that she's been fighting against, uh, that the one that killed her mom. And if she can get rid mm. of that stipulation, it will hurt some of the people, but she can continue to like do further yeah. work and get these people 
out um that that she wants to kind of get out of evil corp and ruin their lives and 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 stuff like that so she's starting to ruffle some feathers and like you said eventually she gets kidnapped and Mm -hmm. taken to this suburban house and it ends up becoming this like twin peaks style yeah (laughs) yes i just like i i i loved it i was like this is right it's it's such a great it's a type of weird that the show has not given to us yeah. before. It's got all these odd details to it. It starts with the van. like There's like two hinge people in the front of this van driving her around. And she's like falling asleep. Or, I forget if she's waking up or if the scene just cuts to this. And it's like, oh, we've wakened up in this scene. Uh, the car stereo is playing the Davy Crockett song Davey, very quietly. Davy Crockett. <laughs> wildest choice and they're in this beautiful like suburban house looks like it they walk by the living room and it's got this like leather couch it looks like it's from the 80s there's this hallway full of family photos but there's like a post-it note over everyone's faces Yeah. yeah and then she's led into this room that is painted it's covered entirely with black wood paneling. It's got these three skylights in it that's the only light in the room and, and then it's a, got an aquarium an aquarium with one huge fish in it. Yeah. One big koi fish. And then a desk with a Commodore 64 and like a rotary phone and a copy of the book Lolita. And then this little girl comes in and the little girl's wearing this like very crisp sort of like little suit and she's got her hair in a ponytail. And for a second, I thought this is a young Angela. That's like she's hallucinating. A, yeah. Right, because that's the same style Angela's had this season. She's wearing all these crisp business suits, and she always has her hair in this really sleek ponytail. But no, it's just like some other little girl who comes in and opens up the Commodore 64 and loads up a text-based adventure game. And Angela has to answer all these weird questions like, do you cry during sex? Do you think you're a giraffe or a seagull? And Angela has to like, play the game and answer these questions and the girl leaves and is like i'll be back with your test results and then later white rose came in is like okay so this is the deal yeah like this is all something white rose set up and that's why it's so random oh the only decoration in the room besides the fish tank is an old-fashioned kitten on the branch hang in there poster Which is Angela. Angela is a living hang in there kitten. It's 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 so strange and it's so mysterious because you, you're right. It's not the level of strange that we have gotten in this mm-hmm. show, right? We've gotten right. the and- twist that, hey, something is off. Things aren't as they seem, but it's not the like weird, mysterious people talking backwards uh, thing that we see in the red room in Twin Peaks. But it's like... This is so similar to that that it's just like, yeah, what is going on? Holy so to find moly. out that this has all been like part of a test that White Rose orchestrated, like, oh, her and her team like, like laid out every part of this house. They're like, okay, how many weird things can we put in here to freak her out? Like, that's not the way anybody lives. It is all designed well, speak to for be yourself, that off putting. I put post-it notes on all my family portraits. Only I love my one fish. I read Lolita to it every night. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Yeah, it makes sense. Like everything suddenly makes sense to find out within the show, somebody has like a character has designed all of this on purpose to weird out another character. Stuff. I, I, I still don't know what's going to happen with her because nah. we, we do see one or two scenes where Angela kind of comes more and more into contact with uh, F society. And there is one scene in particular mm. where she is is the, 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 there and I forget the g- 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 guy's name, but it's the guy that uh, now I forget her name is too. Darlene Cisco? is. Yeah, Cisco. That's his name, I think. Uh, where he he mm-hmm. walks in, and the only time that their paths had crossed before was when he was on the street being like, yo, 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 check out my mixtape, soundcloud.com <laughs> slash whatever the fuck this is. And and that is the <laughs> disc uh, that Angela eventually mm-hmm. put into All Safe. So we know that he's a like low-ranking member of uh, the Dark Army, mm. but they've never crossed paths has since then and so he, he walks in and she's just like this fucking <clears throat> bitch god damn right <laughs> and part of like uh, ollie put the cd in his computer and like the the cd like the it was hacked to like turn the webcam on mm-hmm. and like the computer was coincidentally like across the room from, from the, the bathroom yeah. right yeah so he's like as part of this scheme, not because he wanted them, just because he wanted blackmail material. Uh, there's like photos of Angela walking around the apartment naked or in a towel. So it's also this look of, oh, you have seen me naked yeah. because you hacked a computer. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, I did. I did see you naked for uh, blackmail reasons. Yes. <laughs> but we're all on the same side, uh, right? Uh, now, yeah. yes. <laughs> Okay. I like that we got that look and then we just sort of moved on. Like like both of them are like, great I, I can't deal with this right now. It's a great scene. <laughs> we have other stuff to do. We're coming back to the blackmail later. And uh, then they get busy and Cisco dies and they don't. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I still don't know what they're going to do with her of what's going to happen. Is she going to turn tail and uh, jo- join the ranks of evil corp uh because we 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 don't know because she has her own agenda like we mentioned Mm -hmm. she's kind of helping f society here and there every now and then but she's still doing her own thing and i'm wondering if they're gonna get to a point where the stuff that f society is doing is going to be an obstacle for angela to uh continue to take down evil corp in the way that she wants to Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The neat thing about Angela this season is that she's she's trying to play the game. Like she's trying to play the game of like rising up the ranks in this shady conglomerate. Whenever a guy hits on her, she tries to like turn it back on him. Like that FBI agent when she's like walking through that floor of the building, he's like, you want to get drinks? And she like, you see her like weirded out for a second and then her face just like changes like no i've got a strategy for this and she slides into the smooth like well i'm kind of busy this week i maybe tomorrow like she's she's trying to play the same game everybody else is trying to play on her and nobody else sees she's trying to play the game like her dad 
her dad is mad at her. Her dad's friend that she meets in the bar is mad at her. They're like, you're, you're working for E-Corp? You're working for the company that helped kill your mother? Like, nobody gets what she's doing. Right. And all she wants is to play the game and be recognized for being good at playing the game. All she wants is affirmations. Like, she's listening to this positive affirmation tape, like, the whole season almost. You are strong. You are valuable. You are courageous. She's all you mantras. Like, she, yeah. And she's doing all these things to try and get some sort of recognition from other people. And she, at turn after turn, she just never gets it. Or she never gets what she's looking for. Yeah. I And I love the scene with White Rose because White Rose is like, you just keep turning up. Like, who are you? And that's Dom says the same thing to her too. Dom's like, I heard your story and I think you're a really interesting person. I love that that's what Angela's strength is. Like, she's just resilient and she's just always there she's not the most major power player but she's always around yeah and other mm -hmm. people notice that she's always around they're like who are you what are you doing yeah, cause here she, cause she's, where are you gonna go she's next not a hacker so she like she's not yeah, in those no. circles but yeah she is also affected by this she's more of the every man she's more of me mm -hmm. like, I, don't, I don't know how to yeah boot something up and do a command line thing. I did that once mm. off a YouTube video. Uh, I, I actually did hack my 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 Mac once, an old Mac oh. top. This is my only hacking ability that I did once <laughs> in college where uh, you could download uh, this program and run a certain script. So I didn't e even do the actual coding or hacking, but you could set up multiple desktops on your Mac laptop uh, mm -hmm. And then when you smacked it, it would uh, use the the accelerometer, like when you hit the laptop, to change the, the desktop and stuff and move it. And I was like, what? this is so cool. So, Love it. So you set up, you hacked your computer to where you would hit it like Fonzie hitting the jukebox and it would do Not something? hard, but yes, yeah. To just like smack wow. it and it would like, like you would, and it would, boom. Huh. one side wild yeah. uh that, that was cool and that lasted like a month and then i was like all right i'm done with this i don't need this <laughs> but yeah she, she's she's what if there's an earthquake yeah <laughs> i'm gonna lose all my work it's gonna oh no twitter partition. where did you go the kid ah! yeah, go back smack go back no smack <laughs> um <laughs> No, but yeah, she she just keeps turning up, and no one can yeah. make sense of what she's up to yet. Which is the same thing with yeah. me. Of like, I I know what you're trying for, but I don't know where you're going. Like, I I, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're actually going to get there or what's going to happen because something else that is much bigger than just you is also happening at the same time. And it's just like, yeah, what's gonna happen first? You, you know, mm -hmm. or what's what's gonna go wrong because both of these things are happening at the same time so. yeah like what is going to where are your priorities going to lie eventually are you mm -hmm. going to help elliot or is the grudge of i need to tear down e-corp for what they did to my mom not because of anything else the, the financial crimes uh keeping down the common man whatever for my mom i need to do these things right. where she's gonna end up i really dig that angela's storyline is her being frustrated that she doesn't 
seem to really know who she is. Mm -hmm. But then all these other characters look at her and they're also like, we don't know who you are. <laughs> like nobody knows who Angela is. And it frustrates her, but it kind of fascinates everybody yeah. else. She's like, who am I? And they're like, who are you? Indeed. Let's move over to talking about Darlene some more and what yeah. happens to her. Well, you know what? Let's let's hold Darlene for a little bit longer. We haven't even mentioned the like new main character all that much. Dom, the FBI mm. agent. Let's talk about I love her. Dom. Next. Um, I relate to Dom a lot. <laughs> she's this. She's this FBI agent, and you that you see her at home, and she's got this little apartment. It's dirty. It's dingy. Like it's when, it's poorly lit. Like her, she has like a she. Yeah, she's just like oh, like I'm friends with that person. Like I know someone who is that person. Like yeah, they have this tiny ass mm -hmm. apartment. They can't sleep. They're up late, so they masturbate to go to sleep. And it's just like I, yeah, what, like that is the most normal thing that I have ever seen right? any she's, of these characters she's got do. This sad little existence like it's just she's all career and she says this. this is what she says in the final episode she's like i don't have a life and i liked getting that being painted so deliberately and beautifully that she is an amazing agent she's a really great investigator she's one of the most honest and pure characters in the entire show there's like no duplicity to her mm -hmm. she genuinely wants to help people she's so dedicated and so passionate about what she's doing and you go home and it's like oh there's like takeout cartons everywhere you sleep in a double bed like your only friend is an alexa who just it reports back to your questions it's, with these automated responses. It's also kind of ironic that the show is called Mr. R R R robot and her only friend is a robot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I loved, I love the introduction yeah. of Dom. Yeah. And I love the twist at the end where so Darlene and F society was spent the whole season, like trying to run from trying to keep the mission going of like, okay, the actions of five, nine, like that's just the beginning. We've got more stuff we need to do. We need to make sure like E-Corp does not get back on Which, its feet. So they're the trying way, all these caveat, things. Five, nine is what they, they, they have called, yeah. called these, uh, that, that first initial E-Corp e hack. It happened on five, yeah. nine, just like nine, 11, yeah. 11 happened mm, on nine, 11. Mm, and, Fourth of July happens during this season. It's amazing that all of this has happened over like a couple months. Yeah. It's so, so slow. Uh, yeah. So they're F society is still trying to do action. You know, they've got further plans beyond the initial hack. They've got more they need to do. And they're trying to like outrun any kind of suspicion, like keep their identities secret. And like Darlene goes, to, she kills a lady. She kills a lady to, to hide her face, to make sure nobody's identity gets out there. And then at the end, Dom leads her into that room with like the big whiteboard. They have, the FBI has known the entire time. Yeah. They've just been playing a slow game. They've just not been letting on. They've been acting like they are still trying to find suspects. And she leads Darlene to this board. Everything is mapped out. They've got everything. They're it, like a big circle around like Elliot. It 
also seems like they they know all of the players they know what's happening mm -hmm. but they don't know yeah. the players as plans and they don't necessarily right. have have enough concrete evidence to actually be like you did this we can now convict you of the head mm -hmm. stuff it's just like we know you did it but we yeah can't prove it yet um, right or like we know you did something but specifically what like yeah. who did what part we're still figuring it out yeah. but i what i liked about dom um was that we didn't see her in season one i i am a yeah huge uh crime story fan detective noir all that stuff like i i love that stuff mm. and usually you get it from the perspective of the detective there's a couple shows out there that give you yeah. the perspective of the criminal, um, and, but but there's very few that wait an entire season to introduce you to the like. Okay, let's now let's get the law enforcement involved, um, and I really liked that. That that felt new to, to me. That that was fresh. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh yeah, like we didn't see what the co cops thought about this or what the fbi thought and here they, they, they are and so now we're kind of playing catch up to the fbi and where they're at and yeah by the end of of the season we find out they know basically everything um or at, at mm -hmm. least they they think that they, 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 yeah they, they they do and they don't have they don't have Elliot and they don't have Tyrell who they know are like the main yes. two people here uh, mm -hmm. so they're, they're just like we are just waiting and biding our time and trying to figure out who White Rose is and mm -hmm. I don't know yeah so yeah and like they think Tyrell was one of the major players and he wasn't I think that's interesting that like 5-9 was partially blamed on Tyrell but that was like before he really got involved with anything like that he's I mean he's one of the key orchestrators of phase two everything post 5-9 he seems to really have his hands in there but 5-9 itself he wasn't a part of and I kind of like that there's that yeah the public is confused about that, that they think it was all his fault and he's like the most wanted man in the world. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering, again, similar to Angela, I, I don't know where they're going with Dom's character yet because mm -hmm. I feel like they've made her one of the most sympathetic characters yes. of just like, you can relate to this person. You, you, like, you are more like her than you are anyone else in this show mm -hmm. here and so like you you, you kind of want to root for her but at the same time you're like you're you know you're probably also like yeah hack the planet do all you know <laughs> yeah down with the corporations fuck <laughs> capitalism um and 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 like i i i don't know if she's gonna defect and be like actually start to become friends with Darlene or with Angela or stuff like that like mm -hmm. I could see that happening of 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 just like this the, the one thing that I want in life to be fulfilled is feel like I have friends and to be a part oh. of a family and oh. if she finds that in in them that could be an interesting turn 
Or if she, like, maybe starts to feel that but still is like, but this is my job. I need to betray you. And yeah. Like, I, like she, she is going to be a fascinating character to watch in the next couple of seasons. So. You're right. It was clearly established. Like, she has yeah. no one in her life. Yeah. And if she is getting closer to these people in terms of investigating them, and she is very sympathetic towards them. She's very kind. You can, and you can see it's not a ploy. She legitimately relates to and cares about these people and like mm -hmm. wants to treat them well and wants to kind of be on their side and work with them. Like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm saying this as another human being, another caring human being, not just as a, a law enforcement officer. It is going to be so much easier for you if you confess legitimately. Let me talk with you. Let's work through this together. Like you're right to see those yeah. people if they are going to become her friends if at the end of this like darlene is her best friend she's like a side of darlene instead of the law wow <laughs> another yeah. neat thing about dom yeah. is that she is not Waffles. crossed path darlene could steal her bacon <laughs> it'd, it'd be a great scene they could be talking uh. about seinfeld <laughs> Lots of great diner scenes in this season. Another neat thing about Dom is that she has not crossed paths with Elliot yet. So we don't have Elliot's monologue telling us what to think about Dom. Yeah. She's removed from that, which is neat that we get to make our, we get to come to our own conclusions about her. Indeed. Like we don't have Elliot cover, like kind of coloring our perspective of who she is, as opposed to the way he's kind of, introduced us to the rest of the cast yeah yeah so i let's let's uh go back to darlene now uh mm -hmm. you mentioned that she murdered someone to to keep she their did. identities safe um uh, yeah she is kind of taking uh interim control of f society mm. while elliot is in jail um or yeah. thinking that he's at his mom's house <laughs> yeah um, at mom's I, I'm I'm I for some weird reason I'm thinking of that song in my father's house like uh that that who's saying that in my father's god damn it what song is that I heard it all the time when I was I don't a kid. know what you're talking about um, oh well but uh, <laughs> um so so yeah like the, she's trying to take control of F society. Uh, but she's not necessarily the leader that they need her to be. She doesn't really want to be that, but she's trying to hold things together. Um, she ends up murdering someone who happens to be one of the like top execs of the equal yeah. corp. Uh, so in a way is it's kind of what they want to do. They want to like sow seeds of chaos and all of that stuff to help bring able corp down she also has this personal vendetta against that character specifically because she remembers uh when she was four years old she saw the trial of uh of the like e corp stuff and e corp got off and this character was laughing in in the midst of all of this she was back in the courtroom when she's telling that story about being kidnapped from Coney Island, she says she's five. And she says that was like 
her there was the dad's idea to take them all to Coney Island. And I think when she said she was four, she's watching the trial against E Corp for what they did. Was did she say that their dad was already dead by then or just that he was sick by then? I was wondering if this is no. like an inconsistently he, like because okay. Coney Island was where that's where Elliot had that whole memory of in season one. Remember when he gets pushed off of the balcony? Yeah, that happens yeah. in modern day, but he has memories of being at Coney Island with his dad yes. in season one. That's kind of why they're there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that that was the same trip or the same time. Right. The father yeah, was still but alive. like she. Yeah. Okay. Because we also I get this, couldn't remember this scene this season uh, where mm-hmm. he tells Elliot that he is sick and he's uh, he's yeah. older by a couple years, I think, than Darlene. We, we don't really yes. see yeah, Darlene. Yeah, he's the super older one. Young, but um, yeah, it's 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 one of the, like I I think it was just that he's sick. Uh, their their mom just pa- passed away, or you know. All this stuff had started to go down with family. So. Okay, I couldn't remember if at the time of that trial, if their dad was already dead or not. Because I was wondering if that was just a if I forgot something. I'm kind if like of the fuzzy script was like, oh no, right, yeah. Like, if like it was just an inconsistently like, oh, that can happen when she's four. If this happens when she's five, or if it was deliberately like, like was they're putting alive. more vagaries into the storyline. Just like more little instances of, is that right? Are you remembering that correctly? Are you telling us the right thing? Like yeah. more on a much smaller level than Elliot, just like unreliable narrator elements. Yeah. So what a story that, that is. The st- what was that? The, this, I just, <laughs> the story of her getting kidnapped from Coney Island when she's five by this like old woman who just wants a child and then Darlene's like kind of into it. Like, Oh, I'm getting swept away from my life that I don't like. What's this? Yeah. What's this other life I'm going to? Oh, I like this house. I like this bed. This woman seems like she might be nice. I hope I'm still here in the morning when I wake up and I am. And then the police come and take me back to my house. Like that's such a, to have something that big happen to you and have that be an anecdote you tell at the end of season two. It's not a part of your character setup at all. Yeah, that's that's powerful. That's how much is going on in the show. And that wild. like, oh, I got kidnapped once. It's like a one scene element. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I I liked what they did with with her because yeah, we 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 do get a lot mm. more of that arc where she kind of ends up digging her her grave a little yeah. bit deeper uh when she murders this woman um i again also on the wikipedia page when it's t- talking about the influences for this show mm-hmm. uh one of the things they mention is breaking bad for the story arc of this whole, okay. whole yeah. show and yeah, like I, I, I think in season two, I can really start to see that, especially because Breaking Bad to me is just this is is a show that uh, over six seasons they just dig themselves deeper and deeper and <laughs> yeah. deeper into their own graves, 
and it's just wild to to see them be like they just murdered someone holy shit how are they gonna get away with this (laughs) time to dissolve them i only know a few things about breaking bad i know he dissolves someone yeah um uh, and he throws a pizza on the roof yeah good scene good scene um but yeah like i i I I like what they're doing with her character because she mm-hmm. is so loyal to Elliot. Yes, uh, which is what she says after she tells the kidnapping story. She was like, "The one thing that I missed in that yeah. life is I didn't have him." And so, yeah, I'm wondering if down the road something might happen to her, and she might be the a uh, little bit of spoiler alert here for. Breaking Bad, but she, oh. she might be the Jesse of the whole whole bunch. She might be the one that kind of ends up making it out alive. Who knows? Oh, but, but, yeah. But like, is is just so worn down and broken by the end of it that she is just like, I hate this. I hate everything about. Yeah. That that could be an interesting thing. Jack in the chat mentions uh, that uh, she had a theory for a while that Coney, that the Coney Island woman was White Rose, uh, but then I rewatched mm. that episode and realized she said it was an old woman. So that theory was debunked. That 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 would be Heck. an interesting thing. Like I I I wonder if there is some kind of bit of information about that story that we don't know yet that comes along in season three or four jack i'm sure you you know because you've seen the whole whole thing but don't don't (laughs) spoil it for us because we're 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 still still getting there i would expect either thing from the show like we've expanded on everything everything's connected or it's like no, we've got so much to do. That uh, that was one scene, and we're moving on. Yeah, we're busy. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? What else do I want to talk about? All right, so I we had uh, we got some. Go ahead. Hmm? We got some development with the rest of F Society too. We did like Romero died pretty early in the season, but yeah, who, I like that flashbacks. Actor, what's the name of hmm? his actor? Um. I, I do not remember, but I remember seeing the name and thinking it sounded vaguely familiar. But um, we get that flashback scene. It's the cold open for one of the early episodes of the season, and it's a flashback of however many years ago. It could have just been like one or two years ago. I don't know. The timeline is fuzzy. The actor's name is it's Ron Romero. Cephas Jones. Mm. She's one of my favorite actors i see him in a lot of smaller parts in a bunch of shows and i was like i like him he's great he's fantastic he's great in this yeah Yeah. he's it's romero taking mobley to see the the fun society arcade Mm -hmm. and it's just him giving the backstory of that building i I like and how like yeah that was really cool Right, and like it's not anything that the narrative needed, but I'm so happy that was there. That there's this like these human beings that occupy the building are so harrowed and so haunted and so chased by all of these crimes of their past. Yeah, 
and to find out that the building is kind of like that also was a neat mirror to it. I'm sad that like, they're not there anymore. Like that is a hideout only lasted one season pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we still, yeah. still don't uh, know what happened to Trenton yet. No, She's, we do. Didn't you? Well, she did. Did you stay for the post credits? I did not. No. Okay. All right. So the post credit scene. So earlier in the season, uh, the heat is on F Society. The FBI is closing in on them, and Trenton and Mobley disappear. Right. And like you don't know where they went to. They've cut off communication. Like Darlene doesn't know. Are they on radio silence? Or are they? in prison or are they dead? I don't know. And they kind of want to find them, but they don't know like how to go about it or if that should even be their priority at that time. So the post credit scene for the season two finale, it is Trenton and Mobley under these other identities. They are Frederick and Tanya and they are working at a Fry's electronics store. Do you remember on the captain's log, like two or three months ago, we were talking about Fry's electronics yeah. And now they're basically like a Best Buy or a Circuit City or whatever, but the stores are preposterously themed. Yeah. Like this yeah. one is spaceship themed. This one is like underwater themed. This is at, I don't know which location in America it is, but it's at like an Aztec temple themed Fry's Electronics. Great. And it's and it's the two of them like sitting at a uh, like a little picnic table outside the store like they're on their they're in their little uniforms they're on a break they have the, the, you know their haircuts are different Trenton's I don't know if that's her hair or if she's wearing a wig or what <laughs> they're on they're in disguises and they're she's kind of talking about like you can tell she's using vague terms to be like essentially saying we should track down where our friends are and find out what happened to them. It's also not clear where in the timeline this it is. Sounds like it's a if ways down conc- the road because they have these new identities. They've already been hired. As, as No, but it seems, I think more time vanishes over the last couple episodes of season two than you think. Because mm-hmm. I think at some point somebody mentions they've been missing for a month. And I'm like, when has a month occurred? Yeah, that's- yeah, I'll, I'll have so to go back and watch that because I, I I I missed that 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 bit. Yeah, um, but like she's essentially saying like we should go find our friends, and he's kind of saying like no, I don't know if the the time is right for that. Let's just sort of lay low here, like under all these metaphors and things. And you. then somebody walks up to their table and asks, "Hey, do you guys uh, happen to have the time?" And it's Leon, Leon from prison. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Leon, I think, was played I, by Joey Badass. The, the <laughs> very rapper. memorable yeah. name. Yeah. And I think the fact of asking, do you have the time, is an allusion to White Rose, who we think is behind oh, yeah. Leon and pulling yeah. all the strings. Yeah. He's yeah. absolutely a member of uh, the Dark mm. Army there. But yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Leon, I think, was one of my favorite like smaller characters in this season. Just yeah. Him waxing poetic on sign. <laughs> Feld was great. I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, and yeah. that that and was like, like exactly, a... <laughs> it, it exactly. It's like yes, the show. He's like, and there's a whole episode where they're just waiting for their table to get called, <laughs> and it doesn't happen. They they don't even eat, man. Like, uh, <laughs> right? And he's so confused. Which I guess is maybe just like how the nothing. season is. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I yeah, I dug Leon. I like. 
what a loyal friend he was to Elliot. Like you, you find out. Okay, you are. Yeah. Hey, you, you are. You have dark army connections. Up, uh, for me on Skype, just FYI. Ah. You Heck, well, what do I do Mr. about Robot-y it right now? Oh. Uh, yeah, we are losing a bit of our connection. I. Well, I can hear you fine well, now, but you're frozen on okay. the computer. I, well, I can see still. me. I think you're lagging still. Well, are we just going to wait uh, until I'm not lagging anymore? Yeah, I don't know what to do. I can't, like, smack my computer and it fixes it or something. I didn't <laughs> do that hack. Um... Let me see. Internet? No, it's not. I'm going to close that down. This down. Does that help at all? A little bit. Uh, can you say something for me on the mic? Just make sure that's still happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here. Everything looks normal to me. Cool. Uh, I think I at least have your uh, audio things are a little bit pixelated. I think we're good to go for mm. now. Um, I missed that last bit of what you were saying. Uh, so you find out that Leon is a member of the Dark Army and he's kind of assigned to watch over Elliot but he's still a really good friend to him. Like you can tell he likes Elliot of his own volition. Like he wants to keep Elliot safe, not just because it's his mission to do so. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I, I, I also wouldn't put it past, uh, Trenton. And what's his, his name again? Mobley. Uh, Mobley. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wouldn't put it past either of the, them to have gotten in contact with the dark army as they were escaping Mm. um because they are definitely someone that could set them up with a new identity and stuff like that so i'm wondering if it's kind of a similar thing that leon is kind of watching over them or at least has been from a distance i'm not sure We'll I, I would like Leon as the Dark Army's benevolent guardian of people that they are concerned about. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, next so thing Kyle, I wanted to talk about uh, was actually uh-huh. the camera work. Because that is something that I don't think we really uh-huh. talked about in season one. Um, yeah. You, you had mentioned, you, you thought aesthetically uh, season two was, you know, light, light years ahead ahead mm. of season one what what made you think that i think it is the editing is really strong i think the visual tableaus and the sets it picks are really strong i don't know like everything just feels like it was amped up okay. this season sure. yeah like the way it's shot there's some beautiful shots in this thing absolutely like uh 
uh, when the power starts to go out in New York City, there's a shot of Dom running after where she thinks Darlene and Cisco have gone to. And it's her like running through the street and it's at dusk. So the sky is kind of pink and purple and the lights are cutting in and out. So there's like, she's running down a dark street. Like the only light is like headlights of cars and the sky on the horizon. Yeah. And it's this beautiful wide, like crane shot from above, from like a second story angle. It's beautiful. And then there's like the, the montage um, like kind of midway through the season where F society is trying to find dirt on that woman whose apartment they're crashing in because mm-hmm. she has found them and they've knocked her out and they're trying to find something they can like blackmail her with to keep her quiet. And it's this frantic scene of them like hacking everything that she has yeah. like before she wakes up. And that's cut with Angela at a karaoke bar singing. Everybody wants to rule the world. And like the editing in, in between the, most, the like, two storylines, depressed yes! manner. <laughs> There's no energy behind it, but she, it, the cutting between those two scenes is great, and also the framework. It is the that frame is like entirely Angela's face. It's so close up yeah. on her, yeah, which was a good song for her testing because I, I think that's it mirrors what she wants to do. She wants to end up on top of E Corp. Um, by yeah, getting and all like these that's other people out, and that's what she sees in other people. Like she does not like that everybody wants to rule the world, uh, but this is what she feels like she has to do is to try and fight from the inside mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And this is just after the scene where like her dad's old buddy finds her at the bar and like you know, insults her. Bar, yeah, that was good. So yeah, the yeah, so she's upset that nobody sees that in her that she's trying to fight from the inside out. Yeah. Um, so the the thing that I really wanted to bring up is the unsettling uh, compositions that they have in, in, in this show. It happened in season one. Mm-hmm. It happens in this. I'm sure it will continue. Uh, do you, are, are you familiar with the rule of thirds in art? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a yes. composition framing device basically you make a tic-tac-toe board on on the yeah. sc- on the screen and those four intersections are kind of the mm-hmm. most interesting points on the screen uh you g- generally speaking don't want to put something front and center you want something just a little bit off to the side in one of those yeah corners. yeah but People tend to or just on on those two vertical lines. That's that's where you want to put things. But very few things put them in those bottom corners. And this show does that all the time. It 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 stuffs characters into bottom corners. It puts them in the like lower third of the frame. And it's it. What it does is it 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 unsettles you in this way that you don't like. It's it's a subconsciousness of of just like something is wrong here. Something is not what I'm used to seeing. But right. Then it also feels very suffocating because it, it's like the 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 frame is like right up to their neck and stuff. And so, I, I think in our previous episode on season 
One, I mentioned how the music often felt like you were drowning or suffocating because it would be so Mm -hmm. loud that you wouldn't hear a thing. And then all of a sudden it would snap back. I think the framing in this show does a lot of that same stuff where it's just like you feel like you're drowning or suffocating or crammed in this corner mm-hmm. and don't know why exactly you feel off but it 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 it, it is that it it is the camera work that they do yeah that reminds me of another scene that i thought was really visually striking this season where Elliot's kind of, he's at uh, Cisco's apartment, him and Darlene. And it's him and Darlene like slumped down on the couch. Mm -hmm. And it's when Elliot is kind of losing sync with Mr. Robot. Like there's a really odd scene where like he's in like the bathroom of the apartment and you hear Darlene and Cisco talking outside the door. And then you hear Mr. Robot talking outside the door and Elliot opens the door and there's Mr. Robot. And he's like, how are you there? If I'm not there, we're one person and you don't know the ramifications of this splitting between the personas yet. But you see Elliot and Mr. Robot just like flickering back and forth. Like it's the same frame and the same posing. And it's just Rami Malik one second and then Christian Slater the next second. I love it. You're right. Like the like the the characters are like in the bottom third of the screen. They're like slumped down on this couch. And the the framing is like so much excess headroom above them. Yeah. Yeah. There there, there was another scene in particular, I think again, I'm terrible with names. I don't remember him. He this guy is the top dog at e-corp oh philip price yeah that's him oh is this the scene where him and angela are talking in front of that big painting uh no i don't think it's that one in particular it might be around the same time Um, okay but there is a scene where he is sitting at his desk i think and he's answering a call or something but you are the camera is placed really really low on a table that is uh, not not his desk it's like you know that that like fake conference table that's in his uh, office yes it's not fake because it actually exists it's right there but uh the camera is on that table and it's so far it's 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 far back enough that the edge of his desk meets up where the table starts and it looks like the reflection is on the table and it's this weird like mirrored image it starts to make this like almost kaleidoscope looking thing and i was just like this is beautiful like yeah they have so many shots like that that i'm just like this is gorgeous yeah and something that i noticed the narrative was doing this season that supports this really interesting framing is that the majority of scenes in the season are two-person conversations Mm -hmm. there's very little action in this season and there's very few group scenes it's just a bunch of different pairs of storyline she's the one yeah except for like when you see f society uh all collected sometimes or um uh, a e-court business meeting mm-hmm. like that's the exception it's oh, i didn't you know write this down <laughs> i didn't get out a calculator and track it scene by scene but the season was primarily different pairs of characters talking to each other just a cycle of these two-person conversations and that's how everything got moved along yeah 
And because it is this sort of two characters, maybe a couple more in like this one space and they're talking to each other. So they're, and it's about like how much space is between them and where they are, like in the space of the room and how they're sitting and where do what props they're interacting with. Oh, it's like interesting narratively and leads to like very interestingly set up shots. Yeah. I, I don't have much else to say about the framing uh, with that stuff. Do, do you have something else that you wanted to add there? <laughs> uh, not necessarily about that, but we have to talk about the sitcom episode. Yes, I did want to get to that. <laughs> I did want to say one, one thing before we get to that, though. Let me see if I can find yeah. it here. Um, I want... Ah, there we go. Um, but here's someone we didn't see in season two that I was hoping we were going to get to see uh-huh. more of. Um, I I know that they will be in the show later on, but we didn't get to see Fernando Vera. That was Shayla's jailer who put in jail. Uh, and he sounded like he met some important people, and he was just like, yeah. "I know who you are now, Elliot. I know, I know what I need to do." And then he vanished off in the night when he <laughs> broke out, and we didn't get to see him this season. So yeah. I'm, I'm expecting him to come back in a major way in seasons three and four. So. Yeah, I do kind of like that there is that other looming threat out there. Yeah. I will say that uh, I liked Shayla, but I think that plotline in season one might have been the weakest one just because it felt sort of conventional. I thought it was oh, fine. like it wasn't. Yeah, it was a little bridgy, yeah. but not like it didn't happen in the first episode. But that is well, I mean, it's it's also not his like emotional reason to do all of this stuff but it, it, it's she, she she did end up getting the short end of the stick but i, I think mm-hmm. it was more for us to realize that like yeah Elliot is starting to get into some things that are, is go, go, going to get some people hurt or killed mm. right? so. yeah i, I oh, the storyline just felt like it wasn't quite as unique as the other stuff that the show was doing it felt like this would have been any drama yeah. storyline. Like, it was fine. I just didn't feel like it quite met what the rest of the season was doing. So I was okay to take a break from that mm-hmm. this season. Although I am hoping that Shayla is mentioned again. Like, uh, yeah, Elliot is all hallucinations and memories and not being sure what is real. I'd like for Shayla to come back in some uh, suspicious, dreamy way like yeah, that. fun. <laughs> yes, let's let's move on and let's t- t- talk about the sitcom episode because that was <laughs> one of the most bizarre <laughs> things I've ever seen, and it and it, it, starts it with... sticks out like a sore thumb in 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 this it's... show too. It's wild. It's great though. I love that they start the episode with the way that USA's network yep. logo would have been 
at that time, it's got the promo for like, it's Word Up Wednesday. Welcome to your family sitcom block. It starts with all of that. And then it's just, um, you find out that while Elliot is getting beat up in prison, that Mr. Robot has like created this little safe fantasy for them to live in. Yeah, like there's a safe space for you to be. I have taken your consciousness out of being beat up. We're going to have a family sitcom right now. We're just in an episode of Full House or Step by Step. It's fascinating. It's not just like Alf. Right. Alf is literally in this. Alf, Gideon Goddard has already been killed at this point in the season. And then he's in this sitcom thing and he dies again when Alf runs him over in a car ridiculous and if if you noticed in the credits they when uh they're talking about tyrell they don't mention him as tyrell he's listed as man in the trunk special guest star man in trunk i love him i love him running out in the highway saying help me i'm a businessman uh i do want to shout out in the chat Jack mentions uh, that the Mr. Robot VR experience gives you a bit more Elliot and Shayla interaction. Oh, fun. On that, that might be worth That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, this whole thing was wild and it was one of those things that, like, okay, I knew, like, I know this is not real. This is not happening. Like, he is. Making yeah. this up somehow, somehow. I don't know exactly why he was just getting beat up, but you, you know, we don't know the exact details. Um, and we eventually find those out. But yeah, I just the the whole idea of he opens up the trunk and Tyrell Wellick is in there, being like, and they're just like, he has the like wide eyes, like, what is going on? And he and, and then just like, oh, don't look in there. There's nothing to see in there. It's just luggage. Mm-hmm. It's just baggage, which is also a <laughs> metaphor of just like he, he is the baggage mm-hmm. that I come with, right? Um, and and it, it, like it's just so wild. And the scene where he escapes and he's like hopping down the road and then runs <laughs> into, into the yes! green screen. Fucking great. I loved it. God, this it. And it's interesting. This is not the entire episode, but it's more than just a scene. It's like 18 minutes. Yeah. The first act of this episode yeah. is a sitcom. It is styled perfectly like a 90s sitcom, like down to everybody's costumes, the line reads <laughs> on everything, the dialogue. <laughs> right. The mom does. What's interesting <laughs> is that all of, so even if Elliot is Elliot, And even if the dialogue is like sitcom hokiness, Mm -hmm. Darlene and Mr. Robot are still giving the same performances. They still feel like the same characters. Elliot's mom, we have not seen much of. Like, we've not seen much of her actually interacting with anything uh, when Elliot is... There to smile. Right, right. okay. So up until now, like, except for a couple flashbacks we get in season one where she's yelling at Elliot... When we see her in season two, when Elliot, you know, is believing that or showing us that he's staying at his mom's, she's just like sitting in the background, kind of scowling and smoking. Like she doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. This sitcom episode, this is the most we've ever gotten of their mom. And it's this fake sitcom version. And she is acting. 
Right. She's acting like fully campy sitcom as this like mean, snarky mom and wife. It's not a like sitcom. she's the sitcom. It's a sit mom. <laughs> like she's acting. Thank you, everyone. I will be here all week. Thank you. Thank you. Try Goodbye, the meatloaf. Kyle. <laughs> meat. What kind of club are you at that is I, meatloaf? No, I'm just. Uh, first thing that came to mind. Okay. Try the meat. Don't loaf. at me. <laughs> They're doing stand-up comedy now in the 50s primetime diner in Hollywood Studios. Uh, she's the sitcom version of herself. But you can still, like, this is one of the most illustrative instances we have had of the mom. And it's the sitcom version. I thought that was a fascinating choice. Like, you get to really see that actress go for it. And you get to learn... Like, you're wondering, like, how much of it is a metaphor. She keeps punching Darlene. You're like, is this a real representation of what happened? Because we don't know that aspect of the family. We don't know much about Darlene's interactions with either of the parents. We know a little bit more about her and her dad. We don't get to see young Darlene interact with the father. No, we we don't. So there's this. At all. Um, like there's this aspect of this family life that is missing and we only get the sitcom version of it and you you're just sort of left to wonder like how much of this is like a real representation of what happened why would you know the ghostly psychic version of your dad project i remember i remember the fun family times with your mom just abusing your sister yeah let's play it out now but with a laugh track yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by that bit. It, it was it's so off putting though. Like the the yes. we we, t- t- we talked about the f- 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 the framing being like subcon- yeah. subconsciously like something is mm-hmm. just a little bit slightly off here at this. This is so overtly like everything is wrong here. This should yes. not be happening, and it is so it in is your filmed face. entirely different. Yeah, Filmed, like I think, the in it's so three with with the like oh, VHS yeah. of, effect. It's wild. It's so brightly lit, brightly colored. Green the green screen, screen is absolutely blatant. Like it's all rear screen projection when they're driving down the road. So bad. The set they go to is just like they go into an uh, an E Corp gas station where Angela, Angela is yep. working, and is like the flimsiest little set. I, like it's everything's so blatantly sitcommy and cheap on purpose. Yeah. I also want to say when they're doing the open, the full house style opening credits. That was great, sitcom, by the way. The cutaway to Angela at her mom's funeral, sobbing and trying to smile and pose for the camera at the same time. Portia, Portia Doubleday should get an Emmy for that. 20 seconds alone yeah she she's in all it's brilliant her makeup is all running and she is like sobbing but also trying to do the the, like Like trying to put a hand on her hip and see you there you you know just the the, like (laughs) (laughs) reading the newspaper where the headline is gideon goddard is dead and he looks at the paper and he looks shocked and then he looks at the camera and shrugs like what are you gonna do (laughs) it's so great like i I, it's just yeah 
it's so in daring to those characters it is but it's still it like Ugh. once you figure out what's happening and some of the metaphor behind all of that stuff it's just mm -hmm. like this is actually really sad like the stuff it that is. is happening here is like oh man that's this is this is heavy stuff so <sighs> crazy wild stuff i liked it i liked it a lot mm-hmm Real highlight for me. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to mention? <sighs> I, oh, I want to talk just real briefly about Tyrell being gone the whole season. Like you hear from him once on the phone, but you don't know if that was real or imagined. Mm -hmm. And you see a glimpse of him once in a flashback, like a memory his wife is having. But he comes back at the end of the season and Mr. Robot had told Elliot... We killed Tyrell, remember? And then Tyrell is alive. And Elliot's like, what have you guys been doing? Why did you lie to me? Tyrell is this whole relationship with me that I don't remember. They, I'm excited for all the catch up that's going to happen there in season three. Yeah. <laughs> like Tyrell shoots Elliot because Elliot's saying, no, I'm not going to enact the last part of the plan that you and finger quotes yeah. i well, did so, together so he, at, the, at the end there he's starting to think that maybe he did actually really kill tyrell and that the yeah and this is tyrell like a, he sees right now is also like it's a, a fantasy it, yeah it, uh, a, a new uh personality or something that he has oh my god come up with um <laughs> which is believable considering everything yeah you've seen yeah and 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 known but then he's he's he, like he actually does show them and so it's just like this guy is real holy what is happening yeah yes and then he calls angela about it and he says i love him and angela says i love him too yeah, I, that that part was weird i was like why would he say i i mean I, he he does kind of have this like god complex, and Elliot is the one that kind of inspired him to take that on. So I can see why he would have a a certain love for him, but it's still just it's so weird. It's just like this is you 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 love him in a very strange way, my friend. Right. It's Jack was telling me about this. Like I mentioned something to her about how like, I think Tyrell's one of the most interesting characters on the show. It's like every. Tyrellian. How he's got all the. Jack in. Right, right. So I was telling her about how much I was just intrigued by Tyrell. And she says, yeah, like there's a lot of shippers for the two of them online. And I thought, oh, sure. This was like early season one. I'm like, eh, people ship anything. I see how the on these couple interactions between these characters, a ship would come out of this. Okay. And we get to the end of season two I and he's like, him. I love him. And I'm like, oh, he literally says this? We actually do it's this? It's no longer There's like evidence? Text. It is text. <laughs> it is right. Exactly. I didn't know it was going to go this far. <laughs> it's delightful. Oh, and all this happens like the episode after Elliot and Angela kiss. Yeah. It's, it's, I, so I, I do have to say, I did triangle? like that scene. I really that enjoyed really that scene. That was really beautiful. Um, I like that. 
I, I, I think I would kind of like, like to see them get together if there is kind of romantic stuff, but I, I don't think I need the romantic stuff in this show. But I like, I like the initiative that he t- takes there and actually is just like, I'm just going to kiss her and console her because I know she is about to yeah. go off and do something that is going to be incredibly difficult. And then I'm going to go off and do my own thing. And he does, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, that was a great scene, actually. It's sweet. I like how well-paced the show is and that it is established through visuals that Elliot kind of has a thing for Angela, or at least they've been best friends for so long. She's the only type of partner he could imagine. Yeah. Whether it's like uh, the sort of, yes, I actually love her, or this sort of, childlike thing of oh well i spend all my time with you and it's going to be like this forever right is this love is this marriage it's us right where where else would we be like you see this in uh in the early season one episode where he's on drug withdrawals and he's hallucinating all these things like real wild hallucinations Mm -hmm. like you see the two of them dressed up for a wedding like it's kind of visually said to you that he is a thing for her. But I don't think this is something he states to anybody or in any of his narration or inner monologue. Right, yeah. And it's not touched on often. And I like that the little bits they have included it are strong enough that they can leave it alone for a while. They cannot fully touch on it at all for a while. And then it comes back to the scene between the two of them. And like, again, there's no dialogue about this. And there's one line of the internal monologue, which is just him saying, like, uh, I don't want to lose her or mm-hmm. something like that. And they just hug each other. And then he goes in for a kiss and she kisses him back. And they, like, brush hands. And then they both walk off the subway. It is really heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a fascinating <sighs> scene. I, I, I liked it a lot. But I think that's kind of all I have to say about yeah season great one i i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it a lot but yeah i think overall it was slower paced you you imagine you you thought the show was really well paced i think generally speaking it still is but season Mm. two felt like it moved a lot slower it slowed things down but it was yeah like we mentioned at the start it's gearing up so that I think season three will kick mm. off with the major stuff. Yeah, lots of really interesting setup in this season. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this next month is when we will be covering season three at the end of June. Yeah. The last Sunday in June is when we will be recording this. Um, mm-hmm. And it will be out that following Wednesday. Everyone else uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to diving into three. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And next week on the show, because yes. we already decided this at the end of last week's episode. Uh, next week we're going to be reading the Fantastic Four Masterworks, which is a collection of the first ten original Fantastic Four comics from 1962 from Stanley and Jack mm-hmm. Kirby. So the very uh, genesis of the Marvel Universe. We're going to go read that. I'm excited. Yeah. uh, It's going to be interesting. I don't think we've read 
anything of Stan Lay's on the podcast before, or when it was me and Paul. I don't think we had read something from Stan Lee. But this, I think, will also be the oldest comics that we read on the show. I think Metropolis on the whatnots podcast was the oldest mm-hmm. piece of media that we watched because that's that's yeah. a film from like what 1917 or something mm-hmm. like that so we watched that one but uh we <laughs> we did uh in one of the early episodes of the review show watch the joss whedon version of much ado about nothing which is a modern film but you know the script is directly from shakespeare sure, yeah um, yeah. So that, so that with an asterisk. That one slides in with the technicality. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. I, I just for someone who might be following along at home for the first time and being like, oh, I'll check that out. Uh, these are not modern comics. Uh, these comics no, are very no. dense. They, they tell a lot in a single issue. They are very wordy. Uh, they have a mm-hmm. habit of telling you, not necessarily showing you, and a lot of times yeah. doing both. They tell you and yes. they show you. Uh, so it, it is a very different read than something you might pick up in a comic book store today. Uh, so just kind of want to give a heads up to people out, out there that uh, it was a different yeah. time back then. They wrote <laughs> differently for comics yeah. back then. So there you go. Good stuff. But yeah, I'm excited for that one as well. Uh, that's what we're going to be recording next week. But Melissa, where can the people mm-hmm. find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Whatnots. Go like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. I think we're sitting at uh, 72 subscribers on YouTube. Hey. Uh, so if you guys could continue uh, subscribing to our show, helping to spread the word, that would be fantastic. Uh, we are trying to reach 100 subscribers because once we do, I think that is when YouTube allows us to have our custom URL, which would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, all, all, all of that help would be great. But until next time, this has been the Whatnots Review Show, episode 109. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.